Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to this Saturday edition of Housing Information You Can Trust. You have the Inside Outside guys for the next two hours. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing well. Do you sit home and practice that? I remember you used to do like the Ed McMahon. Good. I morning. never did anything like that. You're well, you crazy. weren't that good, <laughs> but I could tell you were trying to do that. Today was to almost different Tony the Tigerish. <laughs> oh, great! Love so you, man. It's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Froggy, <laughs> you ain't kidding. Yeah, and let me just let me just say something, okay? If driving in the fog scares you, don't do it. Don't please. Do it. Just stay off just the roads. Stay off the roads. I, I, I am not kidding, Chuck, where if I was not on the ball this morning, I, I wouldn't – I mean, I'd be here. I don't think it would have been that – Well, you'd have been, been seriously delayed. I would so. have been seriously delayed where I'm driving on a two-lane highway, and this car literally comes into my lane. I mean, if I wouldn't have gone coming over to the you. shoulder, coming towards me, if I wouldn't have gone over to the shoulder, we would have had a head-on collision. And there was a police officer – Two cars behind this person, and I'm trying to look in my rearview mirror to see if he pulls her over, but it was too foggy, so I never got a chance to see it. But if I wouldn't have watched what I was doing, I would have had an collision this morning. So please, people, if you're not comfortable driving in the fog, please don't drive in the fog. I'm on I-75. This morning? lanes, and I'm <laughs> 60. Which is probably faster than I should have been going in, right. all honesty. Oh, sure, sure. And I got people screaming by me. Isn't that crazy? It's like, what definition of stupid? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, you're I right. I got no problem saying that. Look. I've been on the road enough years. <laughs> I was probably doing 40. That's why I had time this morning. Well, the road you were on, yeah, that that's scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, and I'm, you know, I was talking to my son yesterday. We're driving, and my son is like, he gets it. I'm driving home going, he gets it. He says, Dad, I don't speed anymore. He goes, I stay in the left-hand lane, and he doesn't speed anymore. It's just, I always think of the person that passes me up. I'm driving home from Ohio yesterday in the middle lane, and an SUV Ohio State trooper comes right up behind me. I didn't even notice him until he was right behind me. And I just, okay, cool, because I was taking my time. And I, I haven't had a ticket since 1999 because I drive slow. I wouldn't slow. Know for you. What's that? <laughs> I knew you'd like hearing that. That's funny. You know, I use my cruise, and I really encourage Me the too. kids and my wife to use your cruise. Except in the rain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or real hilly if you're pulling a trailer or, you know, or heavy right. traffic. I use my cruise yeah. all – and down the yeah. highway, I will speed up. I, I don't touch – I'll speed up and slow down with my cruise. I do too. Yeah. It's easy. And you're, you're never worried about speeding. You're not worried about that police officer. You see these people that hit the brakes when it – when a police officer, you know, is in the yeah. media. It's like, you don't have to. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. I tell you, it, it, like I said, the people that pass me, I always, I made up mine years ago. I will never let anybody else's driving determine my driving. Good okay? rule. And when they pass me by, I get out of the way. I let them pass me by. And I know this. Their life's a mess. Yep. If they drive like that, <laughs> if they drive like that, they don't care about anybody else on the road. Their life's a mess. Yeah. They got 12 points on their tickets. They're paying an unbelievable amount of insurance if they even have it. And bye, let them go. I always tell the kids, see how far you can drive without touching your brakes on the right. freeway. Good. That's good advice. Yeah. Without changing lanes. <laughs> Actually count how, how rarely you do that. And boy, you work on those skills, and they keep you safer. They do. Yeah. They absolutely do. And the only reason Ken and I decided to get into this is because we don't want to lose any listeners. <laughs> 
How's that? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Hey, we're going to be taking phone calls today. Eight, you can take them right now. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. And it's a busy weekend. Uh, right after uh, we do our standard two-hour stint here, we're going to sprint over to Amnesty World Headquarters and talk to uh, Steve. Uh, that should be a fun show because they have, they've always got something new, don't they? They do. And I tell you what, we have so many quality team partners. We are And when we we say quality, we just mean organized, takes care of their customers, puts their customers and their employees. So many of our team partners put their customers and their employees before anything else. Yeah. And they are so successful. Amnesty, Chuck, we've known them since we've started this show. And we've seen them grow like crazy to become Amnesty air duct cleaning and insulation the the the, the energy Armor, savings the that they now offer yeah. our listeners is phenomenal and phenomenal. steve always sits there and he'll probably do it again today from 12 to 1 and goes it's easy you take care of people sure sure everything else just flows from that and and that's so true so looking forward to that uh we're going to be talking to who are we going to be talking to from um Foundation Solutions 360, Russ Train, right? Yes, yes. Around general manager. 12 or 11, 1040. 1040. Jeez, yeah. Chuck. And then tomorrow from noon to 1, we get to uh, talk to Jeff Weaver again, who's always a hoot from Clarkston Window and Door, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then... Why are you giving me a dirty look? I'm not giving... I'm not giving you a dirty look. (laughs) If I was my mother talking to me, I'd go, I'll slap that off your face. (laughs) But you'd hurt me, so I I won't even pose that threat. And then next Sunday. And next Sunday. Talk about it, Chuck. We are going to be at Window World, and we're asking you to bring non-perishable, nice items, whether food or clothing, uh, to Window World because Mary Sheena, the head of that family, <laughs> she's a sweetheart. She is. Um, she's working with St. Patrick's Catholic Church in White Lake and the Open Door Outreach, uh, and they just do some tremendously good stuff. We'll be talking about that next Sunday, of course, while we're there with the Sheenas at Window World. But we want to see you there, too, so plan on it. We absolutely, absolutely do. Hey, I also want to mention our good friends at Grand Assorts of Michigan. We heard Jim yes. Harper from the great Michigan weekend. Jim and Cam just came on there. Phenomenal. They we do. Love, we love listening to that show before we go on. You know what? That's been, that show's been a nice addition to the schedule. Absolutely, absolutely has. So because it's been so dry lately, a lot of people don't believe it, but foundations move when the ground is so dry and when it does rain, it allows that water to get right next to the foundation of your home. No matter where you are in Michigan, northern Ohio, if you hear us, Foundation Systems of Michigan can come in, take care of your foundation foundation and water issues in your basement, and give you a lifetime warranty from Foundation Systems of Michigan. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you the phone lines are open, 888-654-4897. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns. You know, you and I had the chance to talk to a guy that's become a friend of ours, Paul W. Smith, uh, last week. And we mentioned that uh, Christian's Gutters does lighting. Holiday lighting, uh, year what he calls year-round lighting, accent lighting, which I think is a, a more appropriate term. 
What what do you what, Oh no, I'm 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 loving what you're saying. You're gonna get it? No um maybe someday, Chuck, but I'm seeing so much of this accent lighting that is absolutely beautiful on homes. I know it. It really truly is. All, all the year programmable round. LED. Yep. Exactly. So for most of the year it's just accent lighting that, that sets off, you know, the the, fe- the nice features of your home. But on the holidays you program it like for Monday. You program it with orange. orange. Literally. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You did. It's Halloween. <laughs> I'm thinking orange. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm negotiating for chocolate. I <laughs> and know then Christmas, Halloween. green and red, right? Is that, <laughs> yeah. what is that what you're saying? Yeah, Christmas. Or today, uh, maize and blue. Today. Why? Oh, there's a game today. <laughs> oh, there's a game today. Oh, no, there's that's a not. football game. That's today. not deviate. Keep going. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck will just go off that way. Go ahead. No, I just I always expect you maize and blue followers to talk about nineteen oh two or something, you know, <laughs> the last time that they actually won a national championship. But 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 but, but I digress. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, you know it's funny as you know I will not talk smack. I refuse to talk smack anymore because every you know, time I neither do neither one of us does we lose. <laughs> we we've been smacked too many times over the years. You're right. But back to the lights. Back Squirrel. to the lights. Yeah. I just think that's a really cool oh. thing that he kinda he got into to complement what he already his people are all trained to work off ladders, you yep. know, to climb those ladders and work around the eaves doing the gutters, the gutter systems. And this accent lighting um, is a really cool thing, and I'm just anxious to see more of it. I thought of it last night. We were out driving, and I saw a house that was really well done, and I don't know who did the house I looked at, but it just reminded me that I, I think we're. I think I think at some point he's going to call us and go, "I'm too busy." <laughs> oh, no doubt. I mean, we've said it. Anyone out there that has five-inch gutters needs six-inch gutters. It's amazing how much bigger they are and how much water volume they'll take. I've got but that now that he can add seven. these. Is that yeah. where you're going? I'm sorry. Well, now that he can add these lights to them as well, I mean, it just makes them. Because for years, all people had was the very low-voltage lights you can put along your walkway. And then they started coming out with the solar ones that were a lot less expensive. But they aren't very good. They, they don't. Yeah. These I think it depends on where you buy those two. If you pay a little more for them at a better place, they I do agree. last. I've, I had, some, I've I had some bad luck and I've had some good luck but with them. This system you're talking about from Christian Gutters, they can put anywhere on your gutter system, make your house look beautiful. They plug and in. Then, They're hard. And then you, inside in. your garage, you'll have a programmable panel, and it's very, very simple. So, hey, let's go to the phones. 888 654 Guys equals 888 654 4897. Let's talk to Linda from Troy. Good morning, Linda. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Good morning, guys. Glad you made it in today. It is <laughs> Thank quite you. foggy. Um, it is. I had, yeah, yeah. I haven't ventured out yet. I'm not one of those crazies to drive fast, though. Um, sure. I had some, some slabs uh, poured, and I'm looking for sealer, but... I have a lot of trees, so is it too late to put the sealer down, and where might I find it, and a specific name if possible? First of all, when I hear the name Linda, I always think of the Beach Boys song from <laughs> back in the... Remember that? I do. Okay, just yep. you can lie about it. Um, no, it's not too late. Um you know, we got these doom and gloom people like Ken that, that think it's going to start snowing tomorrow and, and snow for the next eight months. But no. 
the reality is we'll have a lot of nice days and we'll have some good temperatures and the ground maintains temperature for a lot longer than the air does obviously so your slabs laying on the ground will be warm enough to do that is is the concrete really dirty from the trees um there's a few leaf in you know imprints if if the leaves i mean if you seal it while it's dirty we're supposed to have some nice weather coming up, so you could probably just take a hose and a stiff bristle push broom, clean it off. And then I want you to take a ride over to Rochester Road between 15 mile, 14 and 15, a place called Advanced Landscape. And they, they will sell you a sealer, and what you want is you want a matte finish sealer. You don't want it to be glossy. Okay. Um, okay. I got a I got a medical I got a medical issue in the family. So, what is the cutoff time for the for the weather, the cold? Oh, this week is great. I mean, if you can get it done this week, we got sixties going. As long as it's not freezing at night. If you let's say it's fifty during the day and supposed to be thirty at night, as long as you get out early in the day, the sun will get it plenty warm enough. Yeah, that concrete retains warmth, uh, and, and there is no fixed cutoff date if we have um hard frosts for 10 nights in a row then the ground is going to lose its heat the concrete's going to lose its its warmth and and you wouldn't do it then but but okay, like ken so said it, it, 40 40 when, 50 when during I, the day when, go ahead when i apply this with the amount of leaves that are falling um are the leaves going to stick to the sealer you know, it happens every fall. I've been there. You've been there, Ken. You don't put it on that heavy. It's not a concern with that. If you're putting it on so heavy they're sticking, then you're making a mistake and you're going to have problems anyway. But if you spread it like you would paint, uniform coverage, but a nice, thin, consistent coat, then a few leaves falling on it, the next day you'll be able to blow them off. Okay, so uh, apply it, like, say, from the center back out so I got room to walk. Uh, yeah, you don't want to paint yourself into the middle of the driveway and have to stand there for 12 hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So is that, is, are you saying it's, so that's the time frame for it to, to dry? Is like when it's no, moist, like it this dries a lot faster cloth? than that. But you, cert, you certainly okay. want to keep your cars off for it. Every product's going to tell you how long to keep the vehicles off. Okay. You could walk right. on it okay. generally within four or five hours without any issues. But you don't want to be pulling cars across it, usually for for about a day. But everyone's a little okay. different. It'll tell you on the back of the container. All right. I'll head over there today then. Thank you. Thank you very much, Linda. We appreciate your call. Stay well, Linda. Stay safe. Good question. Now is the best time of year. I'm thinking of doing that. Do you be putting sealers on your driveway? Again, on or, my driveway. Or, or anywhere. I want to power wash at those, so I need to. You know, one thing we have not had a chance to talk about is um, another concrete shortage. And it is real this time. It, we it, mentioned allocations two weeks ago. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, let's talk about we get oh, back. We what get happened back to, to that segment? <laughs> but there really is a concrete shortage that is starting to really hurt people out there that are contracted. We'll talk about that when we get back from You know, we were talking about hardwired accent lighting and that type of thing. Most houses, the outside outlets are not equipped to handle uh, 
heaters on, on the eaves or good accent lighting around the house. You need a good electrician you can count on for that. A good electrician and, and Lake Point Electric will take care of all of your electrical needs, whether it's a switch, whether it's a light, whether it's a new ceiling fan, or one of their specialties, a standby generator. You want to contact our good friends at Lake Point Electric. I was just going to. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Hey, listen, in the interest of, of our listeners staying healthy so they can help spread the word about the show, we want to remind you that maybe one of the best things you can do for your body is to put absolutely pure water and a lot of it in your body every day. It flushes out toxins. And I got to tell you, I actually do this because I screwed my body up so bad in the first 50 years of my life that I, you know, I need to do that. Hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate. With pure water. With pure water, yes. So I think I told you my brother Jim has a reverse osmos system dedicated to one faucet in his kitchen. And you can go to that and drink pure water, which is really good tasting water. Yeah. And I do that when I visit him. I And it's one of the few houses I go to where I will ask to drink water. And where can somebody get pure water where can they get their water tested to make sure they're drinking pure that's a water, toughie John? there's a lot of choices out there that pretend to say they can do it but we know of one come right? on say it jared beauchamp's yeah. places beauchamp water treatment <laughs> solutions 888-654-GUYS let's talk to mike in pinkney good morning mike you're on with the guys good morning guys hey uh, i've got a question about my overhead garage door um, the inside of it's got like plastic inserts, insulated inserts, and they're pretty well stained up. I was wanting to know what kind of paint I could use to, to paint those with. What is the, um, what's, what's the skin on those panels? Is it a plastic yeah. or is it more of a paper product? Exactly. It's uh, more, it's plasticky. So a, a water-based, you could use anything water-based, nothing solvent-based because the solvent might dissolve. Yeah. Because that's an EPS foam they use, and they put a inexpensive skin over the top of like it, like drywall, you know, paper skin or something. Yeah, exactly. Except it's plasticized plastic, and uh, so really, any uh, I'd use an exterior uh, water-based acrylic or something like that. Okay. But definitely water-based, and it's outside in the garage. Unless you're, it's conditioned space, I'd use an exterior paint just to get good weather better. coming up to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Just give it a okay. good washing I didn't know if there was anything. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. I wasn't sure if there was any special type of paint you used on, you know, a plastic type surface, but yeah, that stuff doesn't is fairly dimensionally stable on there. Uh, it, it shouldn't move a lot, so you shouldn't have to concern yourself with whether or not it will, you know, expand and contract, expand and contract. But again, use an exterior water base. That'll be your best. Okay, will do. Hey. Thanks Thank for the call. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. you. Boy, eight, there's a guy with too much time on his hands. You're right. <laughs> eight, 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 six, five, four guys equals eight, 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 six, five, four, four, eight, nine, seven. Let's talk to Mary in Detroit. Good morning, Mary. You're on with the guys. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question about furnaces. Um, there's the dual burner and then the single burner. It does it make a difference how big your house is? Is a dual burner better for a bigger house? Or they does it make your efficiencies. 
is yeah. the main thing you have to worry about is the efficiencies there. No. Are you sure you're not talking about the two-stage motors? Um, they just you might be, Mary. Oh. Okay, yeah. Well, it starts off slow, and then if the house yes. needs more heat, then it heats up more. What's yeah, the Mary. That's... Just depending on the size of your house? No, not really. Um, how comfortable get... you are in your house is dependent on insulation, orientation, whether there's trees out there, how airtight your house is, and a lot of other factors. But what you're talking about is a motor that ramps up and down to keep the air moving, and Ken and I are big believers in those motors. They have two-stage, they have programmable variable speed, and we like, at a minimum, the two-stage. Okay. So here's how okay. that works. Your furnace kicks on, and that burner heats everything up, right, inside it. And then the, the motor turns on and at full speed like we're all used to because the old furnaces are either pedal to the metal or off, and it blows that warmed air or air across the burner and picks up the warmth and distributes it through the house. And then instead of shutting off, the motor just ramps down and keeps taking heat and pushing it through those ducts and keeps the air in your house circulating. So we like that Which a lot. Which is very important. Well, why would the man tell me it's called a double, a dual burner? I don't understand that, why he said that. Uh, quite frankly, we don't either. <laughs> Just Google it and you won't find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, yeah. the only problem, yeah, the, um, the only problem is... Um, I'm used to just the the single, you know, the furnace comes on, heat your house up. My house is not real big. I only have a thousand square feet, so I don't know okay. if, if a double burner is really worth it for me because it's like a thousand dollars more, you know. Shouldn't be. Talk to uh, the folks from either Sharon's or C and C. Tell them we sent you. Um, and just ask about a two-stage motor. You can get a, a less expensive furnace for your 1,000-square-foot house. You can get an 85% efficient furnace. You don't have to step up to 90, 95, 97 and spend a lot more money for that. Here's the thing. If you get that 85% efficient furnace with a dual or two-stage motor, That'll run on DC current, actually, the way they work. They they wire them as AC, but they run on DC, so it'll save you money. It's actually cheaper to run on DC. So talk to the folks. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. CNC is probably closer to her. Yeah, yeah physically closer. Um, yeah, get another opinion. That, exactly. doesn't, that doesn't make sense what he's saying to you. No. No. You want a mm. phone number for C&C? Sure. <laughs> sure. Just, Come on. Let's have a yeah, little more because, enthusiasm. Yeah, my heat exchanger is cracked. Oh, well, you definitely have yeah, to do definitely something. Yeah, I got to do something can... right away. Yep. Okay. Give them a call today. Okay. You ready for the number? Sure. It's 586 Okay. Four three nine three three. One nine. Okay. They're in Roseville. Okay. You can trust them. Okay. Uh, five eight six four three nine three three one nine. Yeah, and tell them we told you to call. 
Okay. But I They'll just treat you I, well. Yeah, I just didn't know which No. You, this is a good call. You did a you did a smart thing picking up the phone and calling us. This is a big decision. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank good, you. Good luck. Thank you so much. Stay well. Thank you so much. You know, Chuck, when it comes to furnaces, I mean, we've, you and I always say ignorance is not a bad thing. No. Most people are ignorant when it comes to furnaces. I mean, think of the stuff you and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Truly. We could do a show on stuff we don't <laughs> we know. Could do, we could do a lifetime. But, but we're blessed we, to know construction. And it's not just that you're making the investment in the, the furnace itself, but you're making an investment in the future. You're counting on this to last and once again, not keep you not keep you warm, not keep you cool, but keep you comfortable. So there's nothing wrong with getting a couple of couple of opinions. It really isn't. I mentioned the fact that as a general contractor, if I hadn't had a new house with a well, private well, in 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 let's say I'm building in Lapeer County, I would call three well drillers, offer to buy them lunch. And sit with them and pick their brains. And by sure. the time I had lunch with three well drillers from Lapeer County, I knew all about water wells in Lapeer County. Absolutely. And then I could make an educated decision as to who to hire. Right. And what I needed. You know? My son, my son, we've talked, my son right now is down at the uh, the property in Ohio hunting with Steve Makus. And you've heard us talk about Steve Makus, uh, who's a master carpenter. Those guys aren't dressed in maize and blue today down there, are they? They would be. If they, yeah, it wouldn't bother them. But I told my son earlier, I said, you're, gonna, you're working with Steve Makus, who is a master carpenter. Yep. This man knows more about building it. Pay attention to everything he does. They're putting a wood stove into the cabin. Oh, cool. So they're going to have to cut the hole. Steve's a type A personality. He is. Oh, yeah. Way. It's funny because I'm all about Steve. Let's get stuff going for the hunting property. He's all about, no, let's get that cabin warm. So they're putting a, a wood burner. They're putting a wood burner in a wood cabin, all wood cabin. Potentially very dangerous. Potentially, very, <laughs> like Jeremiah said, a brickwork for starting a fire inside of a wood cabin. You know, it makes no sense. True story. But um, if you do it right, you know we're surrounding it with with uh, uh, masonry walls on a masonry hearth, going through the roof, putting the flashing and the throw down, all that kind of stuff. And I just told my son, pay attention to what he's doing. Because you're going to learn from this man if you Absolutely. just pay attention to what he's doing. I like that. That's so. great advice. I always believe in that. And it's a difference that when someone says to a young person, hey, you need to go do this. Come on, we're going to do this together. He goes, oh, geez. Okay, go, oh, geez. But then look at the good part of it. I get to learn from someone who's been doing this for the last 30 years. Oh. And everything you learn has a value. It definitely, you may not recognize it today, but it will. It's funny because you know that my son worked with a master electrician this summer. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. And he would come home and I'd say, so how was it today? He said, well, Dad, I was in an attic. It was 112 degrees, but I learned. And then he'd tell me three things that he'd learned that he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very like cool. That, that's the, you know, that's the cool thing. Uh, These young people, I mean, you and I say it, pay attention to everything you can because here's the thing. If you get into the housing career, you'll never be without a job. You'll, never, if you have a good never. work ethic, okay, let's say you don't get into the housing career. You may not need as many guys. If you learn this kind of stuff, you can do this stuff do this stuff yourself. I, I can think of so many things out of my house that I could do myself and save myself money. I can think of a lot of things I can't do that would cost me money. So good. To, hey, after the break, stick around. We're going to be talking um, – to Russell Train, who's the general manager for Foundation Solutions 360. This week, Chuck, I was doing some work for a client, and they had painted their brick. And then 
this is a warning for everybody out there. If you if you paint your brick, which I think is a sacrilege, but if you paint your brick, you've got to pay attention to it. The minute it starts peeling anywhere, that's a spot where it's going to hold water and damage the brick. Bubbles peel. They had a bunch of t- wood trim they need to replace, and she goes, "Who can I find?" In my head went MacFarlane Painting. They have a handyman division. They can clean all this paint off your house and make it give you a beautiful paint job. She called MacFarlane Painting. They've already got her schedule for spring. One of many reasons we love MacFarlane Painting. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, after the top of the hour, we will be taking your calls again at 888-654-4897. Okay, some people might get sick of hearing this, uh, this story, but I'm going to tell it again, okay? This is how much... This is how much we count on our team partners and how they become team partners. Terry Russell gave me a call over a year ago. Said, Ken, you need to reach out to this company. I said, okay, talk to me. Who are they? He said, I went to a woman's house, and she had three companies come in for a crack in her basement wall that started at the main beam. Two companies came in and said, you know, huge problem, literally wanted to charge her $20,000 plus, and then... Foundation Solutions 360 came in and said, ma'am, you don't have a problem here. You might need us in five, ten years from now, but right now you're good. So she's confused, right? So she calls Terry Russell, who is the Inside Outside Guy's resident home inspector. Their go-to guy go-to, for home inspections. Absolutely. And says, you know, what's going on here? Who do I believe? And Terry goes, the guy that told you you didn't need anything. Terry immediately called me and said, you need to, you need to contact this company, Ken. So we did, and we Talked to Joe Marth. He's been an inside-outside guy's team partner for the last year. Today, though, I, I think people are must be getting tired of hearing Joe because today we have Russell Train, <laughs> who's the general manager for Foundation Solutions 360 on with us. And Russell, how are you doing this morning? And I just love telling that story. Such a great story. And Chuck, how are you? Yeah, it's a good story, and uh, it, it says a lot about um, just getting that good information so people can make good, informed decisions. Yeah, it really does, and, and and the customer doesn't know. How would you know? You and I mentioned yeah. ignorance earlier, Chuck. I mean, most people are ignorant of the roof and their foundation. And, Joe, i got to imagine many times people will call you for an issue that you go to, and you go, yeah, we can take care of that. It's $500 or $1,000. It's a lot less of an issue than they think it's going to be. Are you there? We lose you, Russ? I got you guys. Oh. Oh, oh, there you are, bud. Hello? Did you did you hear the right. did you hear the question? <laughs> no, I didn't. You bl- you blanked out there. My apologies. I, that's okay. And Chuck and I talk about how the foundation and the roof are the two most important parts of the house. And when people see an issue, they just panic and they think it's going to be an unbelievably expensive issue. And I got to think many times sure. you come in and, and and do tell people that no, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you get down the Google rabbit hole sometimes, right? People get worried about it, and uh, they get down that rabbit hole and, and maybe scare themselves too much. You do have the opposite that happens as well. Sometimes people ignore an issue, thinking that it's not that big a deal. So I think getting a professional to look at it um, you know, just gives most people some direction, and, and, again, they can make good, informed decisions. So does Foundation Solutions 360 have a, a single solution for every basement issue or foundation issue or do you kind of diagnose each one individually? Yeah, everything's got to be diagnosed individually. And I think um, lately, especially with kind of the weird summer that we've had this year where we had really dry conditions, uh, we're walking into a lot of um, customers' homes that have 
been misdiagnosed. So they're, they're getting conflicting information. Um, and then I think from our perspective, we go in there and uh, use a step-by-step approach to diagnose the problem. And then every, every single fix, um, you know, is unique to that house. I respect that a lot, and that's what we really look for in a company like yours because we don't want, and we know better, a single solution, you know, for every foundation problem. But is there a foundation problem you guys can encounter that you cannot take care of, or have you Um, seen that Typically, no. I mean, typically, you know, the most extreme case would be something where we had to rebuild a foundation wall, and we can handle that um, all the way to the opposite side of the spectrum where – you know, maybe it's just that what we call common type crack where we need to seal it for moisture penetration. It's not a huge structural concern, but uh, we, we work both ends of that gamut. Russ, one thing that we're always telling people, someone called earlier, we talked about how important moving the air is. And, and along with that, the air that is introduced into houses from the absolutely disgusting crawl spaces so many people have (laughs) and this time of year when they close up their house they don't realize how much of that air that they breathe and you've been i'm guessing you've been in a ton of crawl spaces that is just unbelievable that people still live in that house because they could just get disgusting talk about how important that is and and how you guys solve that at foundation solutions 360 yeah i'm really glad you brought it up because as we start to turn our furnaces on here for the first time this year uh, you know, we're changing the environment of the house by, you know, drawing air from different areas, uh, but it's super important. Uh, most people kind of think out of sight, out of mind with crawl spaces and might not be looking down there as often as they should, uh, but the conditions down there can affect the structure of the house, the health of the occupants of the house, um, energy efficiency. There's so much with crawl spaces, and uh, as we kind of change the seasons right now, um, this is typically where we do start to get an influx of calls from customers. And um, with crawl space repair in particular, it's one of those things where you've really got to do it right. You've got to use the right products. Um, if done improperly, it can really have a lot of adverse effect on people's house and, and structural integrity. And, and it's done improperly, it just renders the whole thing useless. One, one mistake oh, in something it's, like it's, that, it's like it shouldn't even be there. Right, and, and it's done properly, exactly. It's, 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 I don't want to, you know, overhype it, but it, it's sort of life-changing for some people, whether it's, you know, respiratory issues or heating and cooling issues, yes. energy-efficient issues, um, you know, solving a structural problem where it doesn't turn into, you know, something where beams have to be replaced because they've been rotted out for 20, 50 years, that sort of thing. So, uh, absolutely. And we've seen it, and I bet you've just seen an absolute ton of that. Now, one thing that we love about Foundation Solutions 360 is you guys don't have a a one-size-fits-all. You will do it from inside the house if you need to. You will also do an exterior, a waterproof if you need to, right? You you guys, whatever it needs, you guys can take care of. Yeah, we're uh, what we call full service. Um, for, For some reason in this industry, we see more and more waterproofing companies that just do uh, you know, one particular patented product, and I'm not saying that that doesn't work in situations, but uh, really we like to explore all the options and, and kind of tailor a fix to that customer's wants, needs, and, and, and sometimes it just comes down to the type of construction, what's best for that structure. How big an area are you guys able to cover in this busy economy? Well, that, and that's it. I think, um, you know, with COVID and everything else going on, and, and this year in particular, where we've just had really dry conditions, which which has led to a lot of foundation problems, um, we've kind of maybe tightened up the ring a little bit, but 
we cover the majority of the state. You know, southeastern Michigan's our, our backyard, obviously, but uh, we go to Bay City, Midland, um, all the way out to even Grand Rapids at times. But, you know, Lansing's a big area for us as well, all the way down south, uh, you know, to the Ohio border. All right. We love that. Now, you just said something that made a lot of people go, huh? What do you mean dry conditions? How, sure. how is dry conditions going to affect my foundation? Yeah, especially southeastern Michigan. We're primarily uh, in a big clay streak uh, from receding glaciers. Um, and that clay uh, is responsive to moisture. So the drier conditions will cause that clay to contract. Uh, where typically if we're saturated and it's wet, that clay will expand, uh, which leads to maybe issues with bowing walls um, when the soils contract like they do. Uh, it issues with settling foundations. So we've seen a lot of houses that have dropped garages, porches, uh, crawl spaces that have settled this year because of the drier conditions. Well, a lot of great quick information. Russell Train, the general manager of Foundation Solutions 360. We really appreciate you coming on with us today. Uh, we got we to gotta head to break. But you guys, a couple things. You, you talked about the size of your area, but you also offer finance. And a lot of people will sit there and watch their bad foundations because I think they can't afford it. Foundation Solutions has a solutions for the financial end as well, correct? Yep, absolutely. And right now with the, the interest rates rising and whatnot, we got some 0% stuff going on. So um, that's going to help people, you know, get these things repaired. So give us a ring and we'll help you out. Thanks, Russ. We do appreciate you taking some time Saturday to inform our listeners. Stay well. We'll be in touch. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Right. We appreciate it. And, Chuck, we talk about the foundation and the roof, right? I know that the roof is equally important. And, of course, we've got a company that's been a team partner for years. They're trusted. <laughs> Mark Kramer, you and I were just talking about the guy that's kind of running the show yeah. over at Kearns Brothers today. We love him. So if you're looking at a new roof, you want to look at Kearns Brothers Roofing. It is. Good morning and welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys. Having a great time here at break, Chuck. Time to get back to work, Reminiscing, my friend. Reminiscing, looking at pictures. I know. I found the picture that you and I took about four years ago on today's day, and I'm going to put it on uh, the website right now, basically showing what our uh, – our, um, uh, 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 Don't what? even – just, just put go it out, on the website. The website. I'm sorry, Facebook. Or Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, website. <laughs> so who are you picking today? U of M. <laughs> That's who you're picking. My dad, uh, I grew up in a house, you know, that he was a U of M fan, and and I still am. Your brother's uh, a crazy U of M fan. My brother's a crazy, oh, my gosh. He's got one of those flags, you know, on his truck well, that you see really? going down the road. His <laughs> license plate is Block M. Uh, I'm trying to think what other adornments he has just on his vehicles. Uh but hey, you know he he he's kind of worthless anyway, so it gives him something to attach to. No, I, I'm joking. You're a jerk, big brother. I know he's listening. Really That's are. why I said that. <laughs> Love him dearly. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Phone calls are open. Chuck, I want to mention something you and I talked about earlier about trying to find a good handyman for people. Huh. That has been the one, if it's an issue that we have had, um, where people just can't find stuff to find people to caulk windows or change some filters or remove a couple pieces of wood trim that are rotting and replace it. It's an extremely difficult business model 
to make profitable. Yes. I, I worked with a company decades ago now, but they were trying to go national and start a handy person, handyman service. And just remember the difficulty in, first of all, you have to know what your skill sets are, and every person you hire is going to be different. Right. But not only does that person have to, let's use your analogy, caulk, be able to really run a great caulk line, which is difficult, but they have to have good people skills. They have to be able to close a transaction on site. They have to be able to collect money when they're done. They have to be able to get an evaluation from the customer, the client, before they leave. And none of that has to do with the handyman skills. (laughs) Yeah. So you're literally hiring a person that arguably would be a great business person by themselves with a multitude of hands-on interactive skills. That is a tough person to hire. It is. It is. That is a really tough person to hire. See, so let's say you're a handyman company and you say, because that person you described could do it himself. I mean, he could put a, put a sign on his van and probably get enough calls to keep them busy. Yeah. So people, where, where let's say someone says, look, I've only got a couple pieces of wood trimmer on my windows I need done. One, side, one piece of siding. Board. One piece of one siding. One piece of fascia okay. bent. And, and we don't blame people for going, it should only cost a couple hundred bucks. We, we understand that. Yeah. It, it may be a couple yeah. hundred hours worth of work once they are there. But more and more, this is going to be the case. You're just not going to be able to find someone to do that. You're no. just not. They're not there. We have a handyman company that we have a relationship with. They tell us when they come in on a Monday morning, they have over 100 phone calls waiting for them. And they have to sift through every one of those phone calls and not only make sure that it's a profitable job, but if it's a job they even want to take on. Because they have the skill sets for. You and I have said this before, and I I hate being so blunt about it, but people need to really understand this. Because we hear this. Well, it's only... It's only a piece of trim, okay? It's only Why? a 45-minute job. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody can make four or $500 by going to this job, why would they go to your job to make 200 Exactly. And it really is that simple, isn't it? It's a business. You have to look at it as a business. Plus, you cannot, you cannot look at just how long were they there. If they're really good, Amen. they're not going to be there as long as a guy that's bad. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So w- when we hear that complaint, we go, well, how long did you want them to stay to feel good about what you paid them? So true. S- second of all, you've got to figure, and you and I have talked to Kearns, we've talked to Amnesty, we've talked to Motor City. How long does it take them to mobilize the vehicle, drive to your location, and then hopefully drive to another job where they can make money afterwards because all of that factors in. What's the cost of the insurance on the vehicle, the technician in that vehicle? If it's a 45-minute job, it might be three and a half hours with drive time. You're right. And they need to be, they need to be yeah. compensated for all of that. They Absolutely. need to make profits off of that. And here's something else, to. too. If there's, if there's a, um, a monsoon, if there's a day where they can't rain, they still... They can't money. rain. Oh, I'm sorry. They can't work. If it's a day where it's ra- I'm sorry, yeah. that it's raining, that company will lose money that day whether they have people on the road or not. Absolutely. And they're not going to not pay their technicians that day because they need to keep them. Yep. So you have to make sure you provide them with five to six days of a living wage whether they work or not. You you being the – Or you'll lose it, being the owner. Owner of the company. 
So yeah, it's interesting. It's a fascinating dynamic. Yeah. So here's what what, what I would like to see happen, Chuck. Um, when it comes to the handyman industry, if you're going to call, if you have a couple of people, pieces of trim, in today's day in technology that we have, there's no excuse for you not to be able to take a picture, send it to them, and then be able to give you a a, a price. Just an idea. All right, and if they say, ma'am, our minimum charge is $700, your next question, okay, how long does that $700 cover? Okay, let's say it's three hours. Well, then find more stuff for them to do. Everybody can. Everybody the, the can. The more work you need done, the more likely they're going to come out and you're going to get a better value. Okay, hey, we'll talk to our buddy Greg uh, on the phone when we get back from break. In the meantime, you Chuck. You and I just happily referred a heating, ventilating, and air conditioning company that we love for our residential homeowners. And quality HVAC companies, and we're talking quality ones, are dying breed. Ones that take care of the customer, even when the customer doesn't know it. Get, get set up on a maintenance plan for your furnace so you know in January when it's 20 degrees outside, it's not going to break down. So just just think about getting a tune-up from CNC Heating and Air Conditioner and make sure that you're comfortable all winter long. Hey, we appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you that promptly at noon, we're going to run over to Amnesty World Headquarters in Novi on Grand River and talk with Steve Dickinson between 12 and 1. And he's got a program to announce, he told us this week, that is just phenomenal, but only for certain people in the state. Hmm. How's that going to work? is <laughs> an understatement. It truly is. I... It's money in their pocket for a a lot. For, I, 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 and I don't give it away for a new technology. <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> everybody in the state, if you have a forced air system, can use. Just no doubt about it. I everybody agree. needs it. It's awesome. Yep. So you want to stay tuned. Eight 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 six five four guys <laughs> equals eight eight eight. Six five four four eight nine seven. Phone lines are open. We'll be taking any and all of your housing questions for the next forty minutes. Let's talk to Greg and Shelby. What's going on, Greg? Good morning, you guys. Hey, real quick. There's nothing more scarier than Mister Positive on Halloween. <laughs> and real quick, what are you guys going in as? Are you guys going as the inside outside guys for Halloween? Are we going to wear some masks? If I go as myself, that would frighten enough people. I don't have. I don't, I don't need a mask or makeup anymore. Sadly, I used to be really good looking. <laughs> yes, you were. Elvis would be proud. Elvis would be proud. Oh my God, I love it. Um, you guys, my buddy's buying a house, um, and it's massive. And the watering system, the piping, what is better and why? Copper or PEX piping? What are the differences? Sorry to be so um, uh, eclectic with the um, statement, but uh, um, what is the better uh, uh, piping for Copper the house? Copper has its in? place, but PEX is better. That's my I would, If I was building a new house today, I would plumb yeah. it with PEX. And why? It's quiet. It's okay. uh, benign in More terms forgiving. of contributing to any possible contaminants in the water. It has a extremely high burst resistance if you ever have a freeze situation in it. Um, Whoa. And while I, I've always loved copper, uh, I think PEX is a better product today for water distribution in a home. I love it. Chance, and I mean, a lot less chance of leakage. You can minimize yeah. joints, too. 
You can oh my run god! It, you um, know, yeah, my buddy. Uh, from... Yeah, my uh, buddy uh, Kurt Bergulio is going to be happy. He's listening right now. And uh, Pax piping, what a t- uh, double P! Um, but uh, everything going well with you guys? You guys happy? How can we not be? Uh, it's I hear you. A beautiful hey. day. We're, we're, we're living in America. We're thrilled. So yes, go U of M. Yes, U of M. Go blue. Yes, go blue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Take care, Greg. Take care. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. You know, Chuck, we had a an email just recently from a gentleman who had a leak in a pipe. Oh, and one of his kitchens, above kitchens, because they had a bathroom up in that area. And, and the same situation, you're going to have a lot less chance of that happening with pecs just because you are avoiding so many solder joints. So many. You know, uh, that, if it's done properly. Now, I went in a right. house, I remember when pecs first came out, I went into a house that a plumber was certified in pecs installation, and he had just roughed in the, the entire plumbing system and with pecs. But he had a joint in the pecs everywhere that you would have had one with copper. And first of all, the joint, uh, the, the mechanism place. they use to join two pieces of pecs are, are expensive. Yeah, uh, they're, They work well, but they're very expensive. And second of all, like you said, every time you've got a joint, I don't care what the material is, you have an opportunity for a, a leak down the road. And one of the benefits of that product is that you can pull it through a series of drilled holes in a frame and manipulate it such that you don't, if you turn, for instance, you can have a radius turn with a continuous run of the pecs where you couldn't with copper. You'd have to have a 90-degree soldered in there, you know, to make that turn. And the burst resistance, the old (laughs) gray plastic pipe that uh, had so many issues just the burst resistance in that when you had freeze problems was tremendous. PEX is far better than that. Um, and the pricing should be about the same. So I wouldn't do it to save money. I would do it for the benefits and the quietness where you hear water going through copper pipes. If there's a little air in the line, you're not going to hear it with PEX. It doesn't reverberate and vibrate. It absorbs the sound. And we get a ton of emails about that. Do we, <laughs> we do. This time of year, we get a lot of emails about that as the weather gets colder outside. They start, people start hearing a lot of their pipes that may be touching just a little bit, little piece of one pipe, maybe touching a piece of wood framing in their house. And they start getting expanding and contraction, and they start getting knocking, and they have no idea where it's coming from. You're not going to get that if you have packs. No. No. Love it. <laughs> So if you built a new house today, you would put as much packs in that house as possible. I'd do the whole thing. I'd do all the water distribution in packs. Would you do radiant heat in, in the floors? I've done it. Um, oh, it's in a, floors. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't listening. It's expensive, but once you have it. I would. In, I guess I would in subfloors. Um, you can do it with a PEX product underneath a wood frame floor. Uh, you know, the standard assumed installation is to embed it. Is that right. a fair statement? Oh, especially when you get to be old like us. Yeah. I mean, you can have your core temperature in a living room at whatever. It makes you comfortable, 88 degrees, let's say. But if your feet are cold, you're not comfortable. You reverse that and make your feet warm, the rest of your body tends to be comfortable. 
100% true. So I do like heated floors in some applications. Kitchens would be an ideal, you know, because you don't tend to sit in a kitchen. You tend to be on your feet, you know, performing cooking or cleaning functions. So that's a great location. A bathroom is a great location, master bath in particular. Right, right. Another email we get this time of year, Chuck, is people cannot control the humidity in their houses. They have such a hard time controlling the humidity in their houses. And sometimes there's no easy answer for them. No. Circulating the air is probably the best answer we've come up with as long as you're going to live in that, you know, cubed uh, structure. (laughs) Again, every room is a cube, right, of some type. Uh, with a lot of opportunity for dead air in those corners and the, uh, those uh, ceiling junctures of walls. And it's just one of those things. If you can just keep the air circulating. Who was the caller we had earlier? Um, Linda? Yeah. Or Mary? Uh, that was concerned about that dual-stage motor. We'll have to talk more about that when we get a chance. Phone lines are open. We'll take your calls and the rest of the show, 888-654-GUYS. And we'll continue when we get back right, to talk about the humidity factor, Chuck, and wh- how people can tell whether they have a humidity problem or not enough humidity in their house going into the heating season. Fair yeah. to say? Okay. Hey, look, at if you're thinking about a new bathroom, a new kitchen, you want to go over to Van Dyke Road between 16 and 17 Mile, on the east side, and check out Kopke Remodeling's showroom. They have everything you'd ever need for your home in there, and they offer expert design, which is a must if you're thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom. Check out Kopke Remodeling and Design. Humidity. Humidity. (laughs) That's an inside-outside guy's word for humidity. There you go. (laughs) So you were kind of dipping your toe in that water, and it's a great time of year to do it. It is. Because of the radical difference between the air temp in the house and the air temp out of the house. With the beautiful weather we had last week, did you open up your windows? I've told you that story before. You asked me. My wife won't let me open up. You know what's funny? On a 75-degree day, she won't let you open up the windows? You know what, Chuck? She's I think, you need, to, I I think you need to find a new wife. I just, I just, I think, Get it's, a new wife? I think it's time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can I do that like on Google or eBay? Well. Um, it, the irony is, um, she likes sitting on the back deck, so she'll open that. Yeah. Screen door. Yeah. Uh, in that room, but uh, geez, if I throw open the windows, like in the master bedroom, I would love to do that. You talk about doing that all the time. When she's gone, I do that. When she's up north, I go, yeah, I get to open the windows. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, her allergies. Yeah. Um, I live, my back, the back of my house right now is probably around 50 to 60 feet from water. From a major humidity from, source. From a major humidity source, yes. I mean, a 34-acre a pond, which is probably... <laughs> 40 acres right now until you get the drain fixed if you're listening to Genesee County. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, sewer department, is it? So I have a really hard time with humidity. I always have with humidity. And whenever I get a chance to open up windows and turn every fan in, in my house, I do. So let me ask you something. When you are really warm in the house and mm-hmm. you got the furnace going or whatever, yep. and it's cooler outside, will you get humidity on those windows on the back elevation? 
Yes. Will you get condensation outside of the glass? Yes. Gotcha. I, I would think you would, but... Yeah. Sometimes How about today with the fog and, the, and all the humidity? There in the was air. so much fog out there today. I tell you what, I really got to be careful of is I have, I ha- we have a very big window in our bedroom, and we keep the drapes. You know, we have a, a curtain we pull down, drapery pull down. If I forget to pick that up in the morning, there's humidity all over the inside of our windows. That's something I've, I've, mm. I've really have to be careful of. That. Yeah. And as for other people out there, if you have those curtains or drapes closed all the time, there's so much more a chance you're going to have humidity on those windows. And if those windows are wood frame window, there's even a greater chance you're going to have mold. So very important at, at this time of year that you open those up. Yeah, even if you keep them cracked, it's funny. Uh, back in the day when we were uh, heading toward global cooling and, and trying to you know, build houses to preserve and protect heat, and conditioned air, we were installing a Roman shade that was actually sealed to the side of the opening as it lowered, so no air could move, you know, through that shade to the glass. And we discovered that that's not a good thing to do because when you raise that shade on days like this, this time of year, you would have what you described, condensation on the inside surface of the glass. And even if you don't get mold, and mold's a real concern, you're going to have dry rot on any of the wood, even under the drywall. Over time, absolutely. You will yeah. get dry rot, yeah. So good advice. It, Keep well, them cracked, open them up during the day. When we get these emails, a lot of the moisture, understand, comes from the downstairs basement. So make sure that – What's that? Or crawl. Or, or a crawl, yes. Make sure that you – if you have a door there – that it's a sealed door, that it's shutting everything off, that the moisture can't migrate up. Ugh. Because eventually, if it comes up to the basement floor, and then your attic access, maybe the, the board for the attic's a little bit warped, it, it, that moisture will make itself, all, make itself all the way up into the attic and put mold inside your attic. So this stuff is very important to control the humidity. On the other side, if you're starting to get shocked in your house, you know, you walk up, you scrape your feet. I used to do it when I was a kid, and then walk up next to someone exactly. and zap them on the necks. You need to introduce some humidity at that Mohair point. sweaters were popular when I was You're a kid. Right. <laughs> You're right. And, boy, they just had an ability to, to absorb uh, a charge. And you could really, boy, if somebody's wearing one of those sweaters, you could do a number on them with that. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Therefore, but, you know, the caller that called earlier, here's the bottom line when it comes to this time of year especially. Move the air. So yep. important to use yep. your use your ceiling fans. The same box fans you may put in a window in the summertime, you may want to put it, the, it downstairs in your basement this time of year. Yeah, or just set them in the corner of a room and put them on low on a big room. They're so inexpensive uh, to run. You know, they really are. You know, when the kids went to college, you had to buy all of them, one or two of those. And I, we were paying like 20 bucks, 25 bucks a piece for those box fans. And you can't kill them. They last forever. Uh and if you set them on low, they're not going to use much electricity. They're not going to cost you much to run. They're very quiet. They're pretty pretty obscure. You're not going to be bothered by that air moving by you and blowing your hair, you know, kind of thing in the house. And that's just a really good, inexpensive way for people to keep that air moving if you can't afford a new furnace or you don't have ceiling fans. Right. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. 888-654-GUYS. Let's go to the phones and talk to Betty in Hamburg Township. Good morning, Betty. You're on with the guys. I'm guessing Betty isn't there. Boy, she didn't like the way you answered. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd love to know what the question was. Well, it was advice on a hot water boiler system. So hot water boiler system. Yeah. Uh, we're going to default. You know, I, I years ago, I, I used to have great luck with the Well McLean boilers, and I don't know if our preferred installers would still use those today, and I would defer. Even, even having designed and built houses with those in the past, I would still defer to the installing company mm-hmm. to tell me what to use. You know, we, we, we get that on our emails all the time. Yeah. And we, we, we appreciate every question what we get. What brand should I buy? But what brand should I buy? Whether yeah. it's a, an appliance, a refrigerator, a generator, hot furnace, a hot water heater. Gosh. And yeah. what Chuck just says stands true for all of those. We tend to lean to the supply, the supplier, the installing contractor, I'm sorry, and the warranty more than any. Those are the two most important things to us is the installing contractor yeah. and the warranty. And you got to have a good contractor. That The presumption is that you've got a really good contractor because they will not use bad product. Well, someone like CNC, CNC Insurance, two of, just our, thinking of them, yeah. our heating and cooling air conditioning uh, team partners, they've been around so long. They know every in and out of probably just about every product out there because they, they talk amongst themselves. So they found, they found equipment that they trust, that the people that supply that to them trust them to install their product. Is Jim the owner at CNC? Jim's the owner and his daughter Dana, yeah, as, Dana. as well, yes. I remember Jim saying every single morning – he comes in. The first thing he does for half an hour, 45 minutes, is read industry publications. There you go. Yes. And I'm telling you, if you don't know this, that's how you discover good product, bad product, new innovation. Because I guarantee you, if there's a product that everybody in the United States is having problems with, it's going to be in that publication. Let's say this. If your, your furnace and my furnace go today, Jim, CNC Insurance, we call them and say, Absolutely. Here's our house. What do you guys think? And we're going to trust them. Absolutely. We're going to trust them. That's true, the true story. And that's not, we're not saying that because they're sponsors. We're saying that because we genuinely want a good company to install something we don't have to worry about. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I don't want to have to mess with it once I get a new furnace. Do you? Not at all. Let's go to the phones and talk to Charlie in Windsor. Good morning, Charlie. You're on with the guys. Hi. Uh, have you ever heard of? Roof Max, a way to preserve a roof, make it last longer. Uh, it's advertised, uh, I forget what channel now. I believe it's 4-3. Okay, yeah, one of our team partners, uh, Victor's, offers a Roof Max product. Hasn't been around a yeah. long yeah. time, but, but everything I've seen in conjunction with doing maintenance on the roof as they're doing it, tightening up the flashings, the penetrations, Chuck, I've seen videos of this stuff where they take, you know, they take a um, an old piece of shingle, break it in half, they apply Roofmax to one, leave the other yes. one alone. The next day, they take the Roofmax shingle and roll it up, and they take the other one, and it breaks as soon as they even right. move it's it. It's gained an elasticity. It Victor has. himself showed us that. Yes, on yes. the back of his Roofmax truck, because we were we're not cynics, but then again, if it's a new product. We're going to question the, you know, the uh, viability of it. And I remember Victor showing us that exact demonstration in real life, and, and it was like a, oh, my gosh, moment. So, yes. Because petroleum, they're made with petroleum. And over years, that petroleum has gotten less less than those shingles. Well, it's like an asphalt drive. It'll dry out, crack. There you, there you go. But yeah. in, reintroducing a soy-based oil just makes sense. Yep. 
So from what we've heard you about know, it, Charlie, we like it. Do you know if it's available in Canada? I don't, but I guarantee if you call Victor's, they'll be able to tell you because that is you have um, a number assigned territories. Um, that's one of those products that uh, not everybody can buy and have permission, if you will, to be a distributor for yeah. it. Um, but there are some other people in Michigan who'd be shocked if they're – yeah. We'll yeah, we're pulling that up right now for you, buddy. Um, yeah, there are other products like – we're pulling up for you right now. Hold on one second. You here. got a pen handy? I got it right here, pal. Let's yeah. right here. Okay. Just waiting for it to download. The phone number is 734-442-2345. Yeah, and they'll probably point you to the Roofmax um Website and you could, if I would think you could punch in your zip code yes. or area code, zip code, yeah. and they'll tell you who does it around your area where you can get it in your area. Exactly. So, thank okay. you for the call, Charlie. We appreciate sure. our northern listeners, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, want to remind everybody if you're looking to improve the looks, especially coming into the holidays and the winter of your garage floors, your concrete aprons, your sidewalks, your exterior porches, or even the basement. The originator of the polyaspartic product in the Detroit metro area are the guys at Motor City Floors and Coatings. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, we will be here promptly tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And at noon, in just a couple of minutes, we got to sprint over to Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and Insulation because we got a fun hour coming up with Steve Dickinson from 12 to 1. Yes, great information. Um, really good information how we can save a lot of people a lot of money with the technology, Chuck, that you and I Truly believe in, but only certain people. Only certain. No, people. I'm kidding. Only privileged, yeah. only privileged people. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Let's talk to Alex in Troy. Good morning, Alex. You're on with the inside outside guys on WJR. Good morning. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm looking for a uh, full house humidifier. I've uh, read some reviews online. I, I'd like to do it myself, but I might uh, get my furnace guy to do it. Um, so I'm looking for suggestions because the online reviews are all over the board on this stuff. <laughs> I, I think they're all over the board just because of what it is. You know, because, because Chuck, once you have a whole house humidifier on it, you have maintenance or on your system. You have to remember you have that in. You have to ch make sure you change those filters. It's very important, and a lot of people do not. No, and I do believe in professional specifying and installation. That's because humidity can be a real negative, as we were right. talked about many right. times. Um, I like the misting or atomizing systems myself. Yep. They'll they'll spray a mist into the moving air, and then then mm. it. I mean, physics will demand, if it's properly proportioned and set up, that the air will pick up that humidity and then bring it into your house where you want it. But, boy, if that's done wrong, you can have condensate in your ducts. You can have mold, you know, forming in places where you don't even know they exists. We had an email about this this week, and, you know, my first thought is when's the last time you changed those filters? Because if you if you don't change those filters and that continues to run, 
you're, you're spreading unhealthy air into your house. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Right. So important. So do you have a brand to recommend on the Mr. Atomizer type and or on the no, filter type? Because it changes so darn much. Um, kind of the previous conversation we just had, I would call CNC or Sharon's, and I would say, what do you guys recommend? I really would. I, I mean, personally, I would do that if I was looking for a system because um, they know what works. They know how to install it. Um, they know what's not going to create a problem for them down the road, which means it'll work for you. Right, right. Yeah. Once again, once uh, again like I, we always can say. Can I add one gonna, more question? On the same topic, sure. um, I don't have a floor drain, so I've got one of those uh, pumps for the uh, AC condensation and et cetera, so it pumps it over to my uh, wash tub that's about 20 feet away. Can the humidifier use that same pump? Does it need a second one or, or any of them? Do any humidifiers work that don't need a drain? Yeah, a humidifier typically is going to be a self-contained in that regard, and that would not you would not need any additional uh, equipment or anything because of that. That specific concern really is is moot. It's going to utilize if there's any condensate that's being drained away, it'll it'll be drained through that same uh, condensate line that the furnace uses. Okay. Does that help? All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Let us Alex. know what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's next talk to Ernie in Livonia. Good morning, Ernie. You're on with the guys. Ernie? Ernie, you out there? 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Do you have a humidifier in your furnace truck? No. No. I, I, we do, I, but we never use it. I mean, we it, it was just put on there when we got it and uh, on the return air side, and we just never use it. It's never an issue for us. I mean, I've got wood floors in the house. I've got, you know, I've got ways that, you know, you can kind of track it by observing throughout the house, if you will. Um, we have plants, you know, certainly, and we've always had enough issue uh, uh, cooking, you know, generating humidity with, with, with the cooking, the plants, showers, that kind of thing, that right. we've never had an issue in the house. Right. If we did, I, I wouldn't hesitate to use something. I agree. Ernie hung up, but his question was, can he move a steel pole in his basement? Now, when he says steel pole, we imagine he's talking about a stanchion post, and I would not move anything like that unless I talk to an engineer first. I wonder if Ernie sent us an email we responded to this morning because he needed to move a post 15 inches, uh, and I got the impression to allow a door swing from a furnace room. Okay. And our advice was we, you know, technically – you should always have an engineer consult on something like that. Then secondarily, if you have somebody that knows what they're doing in residential construction, typically the posts and beams are over-specified for what we use them for in a house. Not sure. always, but sure. typically. And you might be able to easily either reinforce the beam and move the post or potentially move the post and not Concern yourself with it, 15 inches, a foot to 15 inches. But no way you and I are ever going to give the, anyone <laughs> the advice to do that, right? Sure, go ahead, cut it down, put yeah. it up. 
Yeah, there's Piece so much cake. more that goes into it. Exactly. If you're deciding to move it, how are you going to brace it when you move it? And even if you're doing that, you're going to move the foundation. Even if it's a hundredth of an inch, it could create a crack somewhere up in the house. And those posts typically rest on a footing below the basement floor so and are centered on that footing, hopefully, to distribute the, what we call the point load that exists right there at the post. And if you move and put another post in, you do not have a footing underneath it. All Good you've point. got is your concrete floor. Good point. Uh, you know, so that could be an issue. Um, so there's a myriad of considerations that, that have to be thought of before you just do something like that. I remember a building inspector in Clarkston telling me they got called to a house. They actually got sued. The city got sued. This was decades ago. But it was a two-story colonial, center beam in the basement. Someone had gone in there and, and cut out two or three posts to accommodate a family room and a pool table. And, and not given any other consideration to it. Just figured the beam would handle it. <laughs> and the roof sagged. With all the, <laughs> with all the um, building construction pages that I'm on, Chuck, you'd be amazed. I mean, amazed how many times you see a plumbing guy come in and just cut everyone. <laughs> floor joists. Floor joists, oh, wall joists, beams. And they just don't think about and HVAC it. companies. Same, same. They just don't think they about brutalize it. brutalize the structure. <laughs> they do. Hey, everybody, why don't you stick around through the magic of radio. Chuck and I are going to sprint over the, to the Amnesty Air Ducts studios and talk to Steve Dickinson. A lot of the stuff that we cover today on the show when it comes to humidity, when it comes to energy savings, Steve Dickinson can help you with. Yeah. But when we first met Steve Dickinson and Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning, all they did was clean air ducts. And, and arguably, that's one of the most, that's the most important thing they do. Because it really does help everybody in your home breathe. Every product they have kind of starts with that. Healthier air. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It does. It does. So another hour of the Inside Outside, guys, coming up after this, featuring Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. And then we'll be back same time tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., right here on AM760 WJR. But in the meantime, if you need anything for your home, and we mean anything, Go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com or the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Thanks. Thanks, Dave.